Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, ladies and gentlemen, open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for a couple's therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's Where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies Talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling To messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling From Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu Text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah you are invited, ah Needing therapy, I guarantee baby we got it It's And welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I'm Naomi. We're a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple different questions. From a couple different listeners. Naomi, we are flying high. High, baby. Like a butterfly in the sky, bitch. We are reading Rainbow, bitch. You want to know why? <laughs> because LeVar Burton is the new <laughs> no. Jeopardy host, right? Is that why you no. mentioned reading Rainbow? I mentioned it because our sweet daughter, Maybelline, is cancer-free. Yeah, I said it. Remission. 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 Hey, I want to now I want someone to stage a fiddler on the roof. Mm-hmm. Reboot. What do you call it? Revival. <laughs> I like <laughs> reboot. Uh, set in an oncology ward. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No. We just uh, we just got back from the uh, from her uh, post um, chemo checkup. Yep. Yep. They did 
they did an x-ray, they did ultrasound, they checked her every which way, and there's no sign of cancer. We don't go back for three months, and that's it. <laughs> we go back every three months, they give her a little x-ray, make sure she's good. Everyone, we wish our sweet baby girl a long remission, okay? And I really think it's possible. I said 10 years. 10 years, easily. 10-year remission. 10-year remission. She deserves it. But, I mean, my God, we got through a lot. So, this this last couple weeks, Netflix special, done. Colonoscopy, done. <laughs> Mabel, cancer-free. Uh-huh. Official, official. Hey, we got Woo! COVID tested, and both of us are negative. COVID negative. Even after being in New York. So, I'm telling you, it's working out. So, we are in a good place. Andy, I love you, just like I did Aww. the first time. Oh, Oh, I don't know what that feel. means the first time. I, I don't know what I meant. Well, when was the first time? How many months in was that? Or... You said it first a couple did, months in. I did, but did in. you feel it at the same time? Yeah, I felt it. And then I also felt, I mean, I mostly felt like, whoa, somebody loves me. That's cool. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I did remember after I said I love you, you put on shades. Yep. And you did uh, sing old time rock and roll or whatever the fuck that risky business shit is. Yep, 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 <laughs> yep. Whatever the fuck that risky business shit is. Speaking of risky business, I was hoping I was going to have a risky business this week because you had jury duty and I thought it meant I was going to be in the house by myself. So I was going to have like sad risky business where I just like did laundry and uh, order takeout every meal. You, you could s- still, that could still happen to it's you. It's just not as fun. It's just that with uh, Los Angeles jury duty, you have to call the night before. You're on call basically the whole week. Right. And they're like, if we need a jury, you come in. Right. Right. So I thought I you had know. to sit there. Like, because in New York, at least the last time I did it, you sat there for like three days. And then whether they called you or not, you mm-hmm. had done your time for another seven years. So that's what I was hoping this would be. Uh-huh. Now, I've never seen Risky Business, but isn't he, uh, doesn't he turn his house into a brothel or something? I kind of think that is what happens, which is why I called it like sad Risky Business, because mine wouldn't have that kind of entrepreneurship to it. <laughs> it would really just be being lazy. Mm-hmm. What if you open up, you turn it into a TikTok house? Is that the modern? A TikTok house? <laughs> is that the modern Risky Business? <laughs> oh, God. Isn't that gross, the phrase TikTok house? <laughs> but you know what's not gross, Andy? What, what damn it? When we get responses from our listeners reader responses we all follow-ups we also love reader responses fu's and rr's yeah if you have if 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 an episode helps you in some way we'd love to know it yeah so naomi do you want to read this 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 came to us from our uh, gmail account absolutely here's this wonderful tender letter Hi, Andy Naomi. I've been catching up on past episodes for a big dramatic reason I'll get into and wanted to say thank you to both you and Ricky Lindholm for the episode she was on. Ricky, you listening? Over the course of the first six months of this year, I bought my first house with my husband, sold the house, and got a divorce. Whoo, that's a busy six months. My now ex dropped the bomb on me two months into having a house that he'd actually been unhappy for a while. And after one whole day of trying to talk through our issues, he said he wanted a divorce. This was completely out of the blue for me. There were honestly no real red flags. He apparently had a crippling inability to communicate and covered that with the everything is fine mask. He truly did not appear to be that kind of unhappy. Getting my life together took a little time and finally listening to the episode with Ricky last week gave me an incredible amount of peace. I couldn't figure out the words to describe what was so wrong about the man my ex turned out to be, but Ricky said it perfectly when she said, you have to find someone who is not emotionally weak, that couldn't recover from disappointment, would make the weak decisions and can't take care of themselves. It struck me 
to the point that I backed up and listened to that advice five times. I finally saw who he actually is instead of the mask I had falsely thought he was. Being able to define the underlying issue really helped me organize my feelings. I thank you both for all the great nuggets of wisdom you've shared along the way and for creating this place of funny, kind people sharing their truths and wisdom. I look forward to your new episodes and my brighter future. I will hopefully find someone in the future who actually misses this bitch. (laughs) Yes, you will, honey. Yes, you will. I am so proud of you. Aren't you just so proud? Yeah. And they, uh, I, I wrote back and I was like, hey, do you want to be anonymous? Do you want to, you know, uh, and they said uh, they're, they're doing better now. They have like a support system. And, I love you know, it. I so. love it. I love that. That is a lot to go through. Mm. And you are within a day. Within a day. It was like, I can't. Imagine. I can't imagine. Like I, I was, well, my therapist says I wasn't repressed. I was just. Uh, watching my feelings from a distance, hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. so they were happening. They just, I just wasn't uh, express. But like to, I to be that rep- I can't even imagine. I know. I know, I truly can't imagine. But you know what? It's a true blessing that this person finally showed you who they were, so yeah. you could be free. Yeah, you know, timing terrible. Sure, but that's part of somebody being trash. Their time is never going to be great. <laughs> they trash. So, but honestly, you're doing great. I'm so glad that Ricky. Uh, and by extension, us could get, help you out, right? You know, yeah. I mean, it was Ricky. We, we were there. We set and I the table. That. Yeah, we set the table. Um, so uh, I'm just so proud. It's so nice to know again that when we do these episodes, that there are people listening. Right. You know, we're not just talking into the void, and we just love to be part of your world. So truly honored. I feel like Ariel from The Little Mermaid right now. <laughs> um, and you know who is the prince from Little Mermaid? Okay, we like this segue. I've never seen the movie. <laughs> There is a prince. I mean, it's a Disney thing. Yeah, right? of course, it's a prince. It's always a prince, right? Yeah. Why today's guest? A true prince. A You're true very prince. right. You're very right. Who's today's guest, Andy? Why today? We're talking to Langston Kerman. Oh yes, an you old have, pal of ours. You've heard his dulcet tones. You made a Langston from his stand-up comedy, from his work on Pause with Sam J, from his work on the Amazon show The Boys, from his work on HBO's Insecure. I mean, he's out here, honey, and he is still just wonderful and humble. Yeah, wonderful and humble. And this is a real fun episode. So why don't we get into it? Roll it. Now, Langston. <laughs> Since, let me tell you what happens here, because you did the live show 900 years ago, I but did. what happens here, this version, Hedy, we're going to talk a little bit about how you make love work. Okay. We're also then going to answer people's relationship questions because people out here struggling, Langston, people Damn. out here struggling. We're going to get to the core of your heart. We're going to get to the core. We're going to get, yeah, we're going to, we're going to drill like it's uh, Armageddon, that movie what? where they drilled into a, they were drillers, right? Wasn't that the whole I thing? I don't know the premise. I think they, they were, were drillers that then got sent to an asteroid in space because they were the best drillers, but also <laughs> like a ragtag bunch of drillers who uh, who only drink and fuck each other's wives. But yeah. but damn, do they drill? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, do you see the executive being like, "Well, they're drillers, but are they the best drillers?" By the way, this is how executives <laughs> talk. Yeah, I know yeah. that that executive. Hey, I'm executive. <laughs> And they're like, uh, oh, they're the best. Watch Michael Clark Duncan walk in slow motion. You'll see. <laughs> You'll be able to tell. <laughs> but um, I uh, just I want this on record. We this have was to. the most cursed recording that oh ever. Oh, my God. We, we were star-crossed. wrote you in April, I believe. <laughs> the and first then we time. both kept like dropping the ball. And then Mabel got sick and started peeing everywhere. And then Naomi got sick and started peeing, peeing. everywhere. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> 
Let me say, I don't want to put that much responsibility on you all that you, you were very kind to skip over my antics, but I at (laughs) one point was scheduled to record with you while I was in New York. And the night before we had wrapped shooting on uh, pause with Sam J and I went out, I'm usually behind the camera. I'm not doing anything, but I finally like went out drinking with them. And left my backpack, which included all of my like my laptop, my sound equipment, everything in it at a bar, (gasps) then went to that bar to recover it, thinking, oh, yeah, I'll get it. I'll show up and I'll still be able to record with y'all. It wasn't at that bar. (gasps) And then I spent like literally a day and a half trying to track down said backpack, which I did eventually. Oh, thank God. Oh, my God. Where was it? Uh, a, a very kind person in the production of the show gathered everybody's drunken, uh, like, uh, <laughs> remaining things and brought yeah. them back to his house. So oh a hero, a true hero, a hero comes along <laughs> with the strength Langston, to carry all your shit. Do you want to shout that person out right now on the pod? I don't, I don't know. Do that. <laughs> that, that seems like the wrong instinct to be like, <laughs> Um, uh, we eventually fired that person for unrelated things. They were stealing. No, he's a lovely man. <laughs> now I feel stealing. bad. No. His name is Bruno. He's a lovely man, <laughs> and he saved my life, and I would have kissed him on the mouth if it weren't COVID. But yes. otherwise, he was going to get a, a peck. Yep, big absolutely. Old, big old smooch. Big now, old smooch. I was saying that my goal was really to get underneath. I said I want to get under under the surface with Langston, see if I can dig deep. Because you know I think of you as such a cool customer. Oh. You're a cool customer. You're like, a, look, even, see, even the way you talk, even you excited, you're like, oh, like that's like <laughs> maximum excited likes. Yes, <laughs> maximum excited likes and is peaked. Exactly. Like, hmm. Go on. See, I, I, I think uh, this is this is my happy excitement. My frustrated excitement gets real high, and everybody is uh, very jarred by the fact that I I lose my shit constantly <laughs> on on my peers and and my my family. <laughs> I'm a yeller at home and that's really? going to burn a bridge with my wife. I'm sure of it. <laughs> what do you, when you like, oh, that's very surprising. So you're a yeller at home. Like what's the kind of stuff we talking? Like what will trigger a yell? How small of something will trigger a yell? I guess. I don't know that I, I, I probably am exaggerating when I say I'm a yeller at home, mostly because we're recording and I don't want this documented, but I do mm-hmm. think, uh, I, I think we, one of the things that we argue about probably most often is uh, my wife has a tendency to finish my thoughts for me. Like I'll I'll be saying a thing and she'll be like, yeah, you're saying this. I really I'll be like, idea. nah, that's not what I'm saying. I'm going to say it the way I was going to finish and let me get my idea out. And she's like, okay, go ahead. And then sometimes it is what she said and that makes me angry. It's just... Weird communication shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Naomi does that to me. But it's more like <laughs> she's just trying to like, because I'm a little uh, a little verbose, a little uh, <laughs> languid with my speech. Um, mm. Florid sometimes. And she's just like, fucking wrap it up. <laughs> exactly. I get where you're going. Come on, get to the period. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like, nah, I worked really hard on this sentence. Let me get to the end of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. course. I didn't read the thesaurus for nothing. Yeah, (laughs) we all know how Huckleberry Finn ends, but let me tell my version of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I have a rafting trip to talk about. Oh, my gosh. That is very racially sensitive. (laughs) Um, How did you and your wife meet? Because I also think she's a cool customer. And by that, I mean, like, when y'all are out, y'all are both very mellow. She's like a little soft spoken, meaning Mm -hmm. like she like 
you have to really listen. Nikki's not here yelling for you hoes, okay? No, you have to really listen. You have to focus. And then I'm just like, I like your outfit. Will you be my friend? And she's <laughs> like, hello, Naomi. And then <laughs> I'm like, well, that's fine. That's fine. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, but how did well, you? Well, she's get... a big fan of yours, first and foremost, if that's not <gasps> wow, clear in, in her behavior. Shame on her because she... <laughs> She loves your comedy, loves you as a person. That said, uh, we met uh, through a mutual friend who I went to uh, undergrad with and Nikki did teach for America with. And that person uh, was then living in Chicago uh, and I went back home to visit my family. Nikki was visiting our friend. We hung out one night, made out in the club, and then... uh, I spent the next like three months trying to convince her to keep hanging out with me, despite the fact that I was living in New York and she lived in Baltimore. Wow. I remember you guys were long distance and I didn't mm-hmm. realize it was like that, that you met separately, but also how, cause honestly, that's all I ever wanted when I made out with someone at a bar is for them to then want to <laughs> love me. How yeah. did you, how did you know just from that one night that you were like, Oh, I got to see her again. Uh, I don't know. It was just like a fun time. You know what I mean? Like it, it would truly, it wasn't like I knew I don't, it wasn't like deep. I'm deeply in love with this mm-hmm. person at first sight. I simply must. What will I do if she isn't in my life? How will I go? On? It was none of that shit. It was just like, yo, she's fun. This was a great hang. And I think I was in a place in my life, which I'm a, I, I'm a firm believer that this is more of the difference maker than anything. Is that if you are in a place in your life where you are willing to try to make a relationship happen, you are much more likely to actually be able to make something happen as opposed to this nebulous place of like, if I meet the right one, maybe I'll do it kind of thing. It was like, nah, I'm I'm down to get a baby boo. So (laughs) she seemed cool. Let's see if this is it. That makes sense. I do think a lot of it. I'm always like half the battle is just a person wanting to be in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And then if the, if you just happen to walk by at the right time, you could be the one. You like, could. You have to you c- and that makes her feel real pretty when I tell her that all the <laughs> no, time. You know, but in general, like with guys, like I feel like Andy, you like you were in ready to have a relationship. Weren't? We you were. I were. Yes. You were. I were. I were. You, you were I, very like. I were indeed. Well, yeah, because I had my <laughs> shit not figured out, but I was on the path to like being happy yeah right and so just being on that path in the first place like opened me up to mm-hmm. be happy in other areas yeah, yeah. Right. as opposed to just like when i was like even in college when i thought well yeah i didn't i didn't i was compromising i was constantly compromising right with what i wanted to do i say this a lot but i'll, so I'll just like make it short but like i was compromising between like what i really want to do which was again i couldn't even admit it to myself but like comedy in some way and then what my parents wanted me to do, which was lawyer, doctor, right? And I sure. was constantly, like, finding something in between those two things. Mm-hmm. Like, philosophy professor. That's the one in between. Yeah. Is yeah. what he did. And it was <laughs> kind a of. A professor, but silly. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. I, I, I did jokes in my, I my students. Yeah. Wait, but so. like. So, so then on. do you, in the, in the case of the relationship, were you then, like, were you acknowledging that with with Naomi, with, with everyone around you, or was this just a private consenting in your head where you're like, nah, I'm ready to be a big boy and do the thing. <laughs> uh, it was, it wasn't conscious. I mean, it wasn't until I got into therapy and could actually like articulate these things 
mm-hmm. that I could like go back and be like, oh, right. Okay. So I was the fact that I could, you know, with women before I would always wait till it was safe till I knew they liked me to right. like make a move. And with Naomi, I, I it was the first time where I was like, oh no, I like her. I'm going to make the first, I'm going to like ask her out. Even if yeah. it was like a weird way that like, you know, I <laughs> asked her out on Facebook, but like, <laughs> it was a long time ago. Okay. Oh man. 2009 baby. Did you, did you poke her? Did you hit her with a, <laughs> a poke? <laughs> it was so funny though, because like we met, but I will say this, right? Cause now when you say that about like being who you wanted to be and kind of being, you know, we met at UCB, right? So we met at a time when you were like, I'm a comedian now. And oh, look, I'm meeting a girl in the comedy space. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, this is it. You know what I mean? Like it was kind of like in line with the community you wanted to be a part of, the part, the career you wanted to pursue. Like it right. kind of worked in that way. I mean, now Langston, I mean, you, and there was chemistry, and there was well, like there's a thing where I'm like, you, you listen to the pod, I'm, you know chemistry. Sure. <laughs> but I'm like, like you, she and was Nikki, zipping like, your zaps. I get it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like you had like this fun night, and I'm sure that was like also part of that, like kind of like, oh, this was fun. We we have chemistry, and you. Until you have chemistry with someone, you you don't really realize how rare it is. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh shit, all those other relations. No offense to my other girlfriends, but like, <laughs> I liked them, but like, <laughs> no. I, look, I think that's a hundred percent true. I think that like you, and that's part of why these questions are so often difficult to answer. Is like, I don't know. I just didn't like them other ladies, and <laughs> I like this one. And I I don't have like a precise way of articulating what the difference is. But you know, I've spent time with a lot of great people who like truly the vibe wasn't there, and that's not a reflection of them being uh, bad people. But they're probably not right for me. You right. know what I mean? Right. But now you, what I what I always love about your relationship, what I find so interesting is like. And I remember the very first time I saw you do stand up, some Brooklyn bar, honey. We were in the back of some place, real dingy. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I think you were you were a substitute. Like you might have been visiting even New York at the time. Mm. You didn't live there, but you, maybe you were talking about being a substitute teacher. I used and, to be a full time teacher. Okay, then. Okay, I always say substitute. I don't it's know why I would okay. demote you in it's, that way. I wish I would have been able to sustain a <laughs> life on doing sub work. That would have <laughs> solved so many of my problems. But no, I was a full time teacher. And that's probably true. When we met, I probably, I may not have been a full-time teacher anymore. Mm -hmm. If I was visiting New York, I was, because I was living in Boston at the time. Mm -hmm. But if I was like uh, in New York, I was working more as like a a test. uh, I was teaching Kaplan classes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. SAT prep and shit. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. Yeah. I did uh, SATs and GREs. Yeah. Okay. GRE seems chill because you're working with like adults and like reasonable human beings. The SAT <laughs> feels a little more, uh, depending on where they place you at least can yeah. be a, a real pain in the ass. It was just rough because like, I was also like, I was trying to tell the students that like, I'm sorry that you have to take these tests that they are not like, I would, t- I would tell them the truth. These are standardized for like white, like upper middle class people. And I yeah. and like, you should not feel bad if you're not getting it. I'm going to try to teach you like some of the stuff behind it, but the like, tricks. don't, yeah. don't like beat yourself up because oh, see, like, I had a very different instinct. I kept going, <laughs> get your black ass in there and finish the goddamn <laughs> test. You piece of shit. They didn't take kindly to that. No, they did not. <laughs> no, they did not. I mean, were, but were you a cool teacher? I feel like you would have at least a full time when you were like teaching. What grade did you teach? I taught full time, uh, ninth, 11th and 12th grade English. 
Okay. So, Ooh, so I ran God. the gamut except for those yeah. those pesky awesome. 10th graders I taught everybody. Were you cool? Like, did the kids like you? They did like me. I, I think the thing you find out is you think you're cool and <laughs> they kind of think you're cool, but that's very temporary. That at the point that you do something that they don't like, you ain't a cool teacher anymore. You're just the motherfucker they're talking shit about in the hallway. Yeah. So it's like, right. yeah, you're we're all safe. the cool teacher because you're younger than everybody. I was like 24 when I got mm -hmm. my first teaching job. And so like I was younger and I looked more their age and I knew their references. We listened to the same music and shit. Like mm -hmm. we, there was a, a bond in that sense. But then you assign a homework assignment. And they don't do it and you give them an F and they're like, that dude, he ain't even, he ain't cool. He's an asshole. It's like, no, nah, I'm just, I'm just trying to make it through this dog. I, I'm not going to let some 16 year old who doesn't like reading ruin my life. Go ahead. <laughs> but, but we listen to kid's sister. Yeah. Both it's like, no, I don't, there's no bond here. We just happen to, if we, if you were old enough, we might be in the same club, but you're not. Mm -hmm. So shut up, stupid. <laughs> But when you, did you always know you wanted to be a comedian and actor? Because you are married to a professional woman. She's a professional mm. woman out here working, you know, and I think you've done well for yourself. Your book, Busy Blessed. But <laughs> obviously it's a journey. Like, was that always the intent when y'all got together? Were you like, hey, this is it. I'm going to need you to subsidize me for a little bit. Well, I don't know I, if she did. <laughs> I don't know if she I, did. I had the good fortune of meeting uh, her after I had already kind of started doing stuff. Like, mm -hmm. I, I didn't meet um, Nikki uh, broke. You know what I mean? Like, I uh -huh. met her sort of on the come up. I was still teaching the Kaplan classes, but, like, I was, like, a few months out from the Insecure pilot. Like, okay. And then, you know, Adam Devine and fucking um, the, the Oscars. Like, there were a few things that sort of followed mm -hmm. that uh, uh, immediately affirmed the argument I was making that I was going to be a professional comedian. Whereas mm -hmm. there the literally the girl I dated before Nikki uh broke up with me because she said she didn't believe in my dreams and uh wow. and was like <laughs> comedy, don't see it for you. Not realistic. <laughs> I'm going somewhere better. You know what I mean? Like that was fully her energy and it was like at the time I think I was working for a fucking moving company and also mm -hmm. teaching Kaplan classes. Like she wasn't wrong. She's uh, uh, an evil uh, <laughs> cursed woman that I'll never forgive, but she, she wasn't necessarily wrong in that instinct. Yeah. But she could probably feel bad now. Your ass on television, honey. And I bet I she saw she you does. on television and you know, she was like, Oh shit. I should have stood by does. this I, man. I hope she feels terrible. And I hope her bowel movements are difficult every time. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Karnak line. Who's Karnak? <laughs> Johnny Carson would do this oh. character and he would always like make these like really like arcane kind of like insults to people. Like, I hope, mm. a, I hope a sick yak leaves a present in your drawer. Oh, okay. In your sock drawer. See, mm. I don't know Johnny Carson. I don't either. <laughs> I know oh, the come on. But I... You people don't know references to comedians that passed away when you were six? <laughs> I never really, uh, and maybe this is, I think this is just maybe a thing that probably black comedians experience more often than, than not. I never gave a fuck about late night. And everybody yeah. revered, like, yeah. oh, Carson and Letterman and 
oh, you have to watch these old, they're mm-hmm. genius. The thing that they do, it was like, I like when Conan does that hip thing. Otherwise, I'm I'm chilling <laughs> on late night. It's boring. Yeah, I definitely felt, I've always felt that way. It was so funny because, you know, when Conan did his last show, it was like everybody on social media was just eulogizing him. Mm-hmm. It was just all these things about, like, I first saw Conan, the first time I saw Conan, I was in it. And I was like, my goodness, I didn't realize he touched so many lives yeah. over the last <laughs> 25 years or and 20 I, years. I'm one of them. I just, I, didn't, I just didn't have a good picture of me with him. I had pictures <laughs> of him that I took when I worked on Pete Holmes' show, but, like, I didn't have any. Uh, you should have just posted yeah. it and been like, I'll should never I, forget I this time. cut my face out and put it over Pete's face. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> that's the way to do it i will say he was my favorite of yep. i think he's i do genuinely think he's brilliant and really think he's uh just the funniest guy it's just that format to me was never like interesting yeah. enough to be mm-hmm. like deeply bought in it's just like all right, right. yeah he's yeah. the funny yeah. one and the other guys are i guess fine yeah well <laughs> i mean it's a 1950s format i don't know why yeah. it took until I don't know, the last couple of years for people to be like, hey, should we do something different? <laughs> should we try? Yeah. Anything? Uh, me, uh. Pause with Sam J on HBO. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I was kind of like, you know, referencing that. But like, but it yeah. is, it's like there's like besides uh, besides Sam's show, like how other, like there's a few others. I did. I, Pete, I think, did. Um, he did a monologue that was just straight up stand up. And I thought that was pretty yeah. like, that was pretty cool. I do remember uh, Pete's show at the time being a a version of groundbreaking when it it sort of launched. I think, you know, the further we get from these things, the more they start to just look like little dots. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the time it was like, yo, his shit is different. It's kind of weird and like up close in a way that other late night shows weren't. And now, you know, it's yeah, we're with with pause. I think that was our main goal was like. I don't think she's going to look good behind a desk. So let's figure out a way yeah, to, how to make it feel to fun. Really make yeah. her thrive. In her it really space. felt like we were um, crashing a comedian party, which was mm-hmm. fun. Right. Like all those interstitials with them. And I'm like, there's Beth Stelling. Sam's talking to a <laughs> right. group of people. And it's funny to me. Like when you're, when we're just like pointing out, like, wait, who's that? Oh, Oh, oh yeah, I've seen that person on a lineup. Okay, okay. Yeah. Like new, like newer New York comedians that like some came of these up young the girls, which I use for all genders. Young girls is the sure. phrase <laughs> for any. I'm like these young girls out here. G U R L S. G U R L S. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. Uh, uh, wait. Okay. So wait. Um, did you have serious relationships before Nikki? Like, what like, do you mean, ser- like, like when you like monogamy. when you think of like when you think of like serious like. Did you have uh, any or? Was yeah, it just like- I, I think I, uh, in a very unfortunate uh, sense, I, I think I am a serial monogamist mm-hmm. uh, where like I, I tend to find myself in longer versions of relationships. And there was a period, I think, you know, a few years before her where I was just out around town dogging it out. But for the most part, I've, I've like done a year, year and a half, two years with people for over and over again for <laughs> some reason. What I don't know is great. Well, I think it it is great, yeah, right? Why not? That's good. I mean, w- were you in them just to be in those relationships, or like, were you were you committed in them? Oh, I guess I guess my question is, were you? Yeah, like, were you afraid to be alone? Did you just need someone to keep the bed sheets warm? Um, I, I think the, the answer that I probably would have given then is no. Right. I think in retrospect, I think there's probably a level of truth to that. I don't think that I was like deeply like sitting at home going, I have to have somebody. 
right? Mm-hmm. That's I don't think that's my instinct. I'm pretty good at being alone, mm-hmm. but I do also think that I was thinking about my life and and what I wanted to be and represent and all these other things in a relationship at times felt like it would service mm-hmm. that feeling. And that's not necessarily why you should, like you said, it, Andy, it's uh, you sort of just meet a person and you're like, oh, chemistry, chemistry, not just I can kick it with you for a while. And there there's a, a, a big difference and it takes us a minute uh, as adults to just figure mm-hmm. out what that difference is. Yeah. Because, like, how else it, – it's definitely an experience thing. It's not like there's, like, hey, first of all, there's no class at school where it's mm-hmm. like, hey, this is this is what it's going to feel like when you're in love. Yeah. <laughs> first of all, I, I doubt some of my teachers knew that feeling ever. But <laughs> Oh, wow. Drag them. Shade. <laughs> um, no, I think that's one. 100% true. And it's why I don't trust people who, like eh, – trust is a, a weighted word. <laughs> I have trouble with people who are, like – yeah, I met my high school sweetheart uh, and we just stayed together forever mm-hmm. and never had any doubt. It was like, none. You ain't <laughs> never go like, ah, this motherfucker might not even be it for for anybody, much less me. <laughs> I know. I know. It's funny, though. I, I believe in like checking in on yourself in relationships and mm-hmm. not in a negative way. But like, I'm very much like to me, a relationship is something you have to choose every day. And every now and then, I just be like, "Am I still happy? Yeah, I'm still happy. Like, just like to myself, just like a moment. See, I, but there's sometimes you'll say to me, "You're like, I still love you. I do say that around the house. I do." And that was a good check in. She did a check in, and she was like, "Status update. We're doing fine." <laughs> you just have to, because like I think also too, one of my big fears, and it's because I watch too much true crime. I'm always like, not that necessarily he will murder me, but the sudden change in a lover, right? Sure. Thinking that you are okay, and then having someone come to you and be like, actually, I would like to kill you for the insurance, Betty. And like, I'm right. always like telling Andy where I'm like, if you ever feel like you don't want to be with me, like my thing's like, never, don't cheat on me. Leave me, please. Leave yeah. me, leave me, please. Don't you dare go ahead, try to have a side piece. You right. know how I am about germs. <laughs> 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 Like, could you please? Like, I just so just that's why I'm clean. Do, like, keep me. Honestly, keep me. you have to. <laughs> you have to. That's yeah, it's 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 tough. I think uh, I always think about, and this is weird, but I always think about uh, Tim Robbins and uh, Susan Sarandon. Right? Like, mm. they were together like 20 years, and at some point, they were like, "Nah, we can't keep uh, doing this. You, you and I are not meant to be together." And I know at the time, and this is just maybe the internet being whatever the fuck the internet is, everybody was like, this is terrible. If they can't make it, what's going to happen to me and us <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yo, but they did it. They beat the, they did the thing. They kept checking in much in the way you're saying. And at some point the status wasn't coming back fine or good or any of those things. It was like, yo, we got to move on. And 20 years is a full relationship. You beat yeah. the game. You did. Yeah. You made it to the end, and maybe we just need to be more okay with the possibility that like relationships have a a, a lifespan. They have mm-hmm. a limit that they can go, and sometimes that's forever. And I hope mm-hmm. it is in in my case, in your cases. But then maybe it's not, and that's okay too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nah, nah. this is until the grave. <laughs> 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 fair. That's fair. 
And if you was, murder her, you can get there faster. That's what I always say. <laughs> that's what happened. Exactly. <laughs> was there uh, was there one of those for each of you guys? I've I've never been that invested in like celebrity couples, mm-hmm. but I did when um when Danny DeVito and Carla, which <laughs> Rhea Perlman, yeah. when Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman separated, I they I think they might be back together, but I when mm. they separated, that did like there was a little bit of like uh oh, like yeah. is it, are any of these things permanent? Um, do you do either? You guys have one of those? I'm trying to think. I can't. I don't have a person that's like conscious, like a conscious relationship that I think of. I will say though, as I get more and more in this business, and I think about relationships, like I always, I never like when somebody is like married or in a relationship, and then they like kind of get famous, and then they get like a hot young thing. Yeah. Regardless of gender, right? It's not like a guy thing. I say hot young thing. It's like literally, it's like, oh, I see. You basically leveled up. You were basically like, I need a new kind of you know, partner now. And that always like really upsets me. <laughs> like, and sure. I see, I don't even know these people and I'm always just like, what? God, yeah, this is an not. upgrade is, uh, is a personal attack, whether you intended it that way or not. <laughs> I, yeah, I get that feeling. I, I feel like the person when I, I tend to go with the answer that pops in my head first, even if it's not the correct answer, but the, <laughs> When you asked the question, the first thing that popped in my head was Robert De Niro and his wife. Oh, Just his black because, wife. I know. Yeah. Grace Hightower. Yeah. it was. I didn't know her name, but it was just like <laughs> that cool black lady and Robert De Niro are together. That's a cool story. And then you find out that like, oh, shit, Robert's moved on. Old Bobby's at, you know, now he's yeah. out on the town getting his 70 year old dick sucked. It's, it's just weird. <laughs> But it's also like, and that thing is like, Grace was also gorgeous, flawless. I think she was a lawyer. Yeah. You know the power. And I'm like, that wasn't enough for your old wrinkly ass Robert De Niro. That yeah, wasn't no, enough for you. It's a weird thing that uh, old Bobby D is uh, uh, is back out on the streets. She can come in. No, she's dropping something off, and <laughs> uh, it couldn't stay outside the door. It simply could not have waited. Is what I say. <laughs> Wait, what was I going to ask? A uh, couple about being a dad. Being a dad. Sure. Are you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> fine. <I'm just> like... <laughs> I'll ask the stupid question. <laughs> well, I just want to know. Um, so your dad, famously white, as you say mm-hmm. on your podcast, my mama told me. Yes. So, you know, I call him famous. Famously Caucasian. <laughs> um, famously Caucasian. Famously Caucasian. Famously Caucasian. <laughs> Oh, I remember what I wanted to say. Okay, fine. Go back, and then I'll ask about his Naomi. Caucasian dad. In the same way that you you want me to, ra- I would rather uh, you should I should leave you rather than kill you. If you level up and you want to trade in instead, I will get whatever implants you want me to get. <laughs> Whoa! Whatever, wherever you want. Whoa! Just to, wherever stay, I just want. to stay current. Okay. So you'd okay. get some like sweet pecs and just whatever. Be yes, <laughs> man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean look, I've been I've been lifting weights. I started lifting weights in Quar, okay? So Hell yeah. I could get them naturally, but Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> if we don't want to waste that time. I mean spend that time. Let's expedite this bad boy. Get some get some new titty meat under there. See what that does. That's exactly what I'm gonna say to the doctor. Sure. New titty meat. I'm here for new titty meat. <laughs> oh well yes, I see that. It's checked on the uh it's checked on the checklist here. New titty meat. Um uh, oh no! But yes, no. Sorry, I didn't mean to. What derail. is it? I didn't mean to derail the dad conversation. Oh no, it's fine. So your father is famously Caucasian. <laughs> Did, were you guys close growing up? 
Yes. Yeah. My dad's, he's a good guy. He, uh, mm -hmm. he was very involved in my life. I think, uh, things got a bit tumultuous because he, uh, his, his wife, his current wife and I did not get along at all. And she's mm -hmm. been, uh, in his life since I was uh, pretty young, like mm -hmm. six, mm -hmm. five or six kind of thing. Like he, he, uh, has been married to her for a very long time and we never liked each other. Oh, and no. it, it got real sort of rocky, particularly in my uh, adolescent years. And mm -hmm. so uh, I, I, to this day, hate her guts. And uh, that mm. makes it Wait, is she black? Is she yeah, black? she's another black lady. Okay, we love dad's type. But also. Yeah, yeah she ain't proud of well, it, though. Right. And so, you know, I, ain't, well, I don't care for her very much. And I'm very said, biased, so maybe you can't even ask no, me I, a fair question. No, no, no. Lady. I totally get it. But it's so funny because you're like, we never liked each other. And I'm like, as an adult. And the reason why. I I, I'm inclined to agree with you about her is because I don't know how you dislike a five-year-old child. Uh, and that's, I think you know I mean? you're picking up all the things that I'm not even putting down correctly is, is she very much was like opposed to, to the idea of my existence mm -hmm. because I was my, you know, from, from a previous relationship. And yeah. so any adult that enters a situation with a grown man who has a kid <laughs> It's like, I don't like that kid because that kid reminds me that you used to have sex with a different lady is a fucking weirdo and should right. probably be shot in the knees. You know what I mean? Somebody yeah, should kneecapper. put her down like a like a horse that can't run anymore. I like how my natural inclination is to yes and someone. And then I'm like, ah, should I be advocating for kneecapping a person? No, no, no. Yes. Shoot my dad's wife. Let's play that game. <laughs> So um, but no, yeah, that made I think our our relationship at home a little uh, complicated, and I mm -hmm. I spent more of my time at my mom's house, sort of like in both like protest and uh, an attempt towards a different type of sanity. But uh, my dad, yeah, he's a good dude. He's always stayed very involved in in my shit in my life and helped me okay. through a lot of stuff. So I'm a fan. I like him. Have you thought about like what are the things? You know, in in uh, when is uh, when is your wife due? Uh, October fifth is, okay. is the baby. Okay. Time. Have, so you have a couple months though. Have you started to think about like what are the things that your dad did that you're like, oh, I want to do that, or I don't want to do that? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, my dad was like a super advocate for like any activity I wanted to do. He would like. He, you know, we played basketball all the time. He would like buy weird like Frisbees and teach me how to throw the weird. We bought boomerangs and all kinds <laughs> of like soccer. He, he would try to teach me how to do stuff. You know what I mean? And I would love to be that kind of uh, active dad in, in mm -hmm. my child's life. There's this dude who lives up the street who teaches his. He's clearly like training his daughter to make the WNBA <laughs> and uh, she'll like be dribbling two balls down the middle of our street almost oh every day as oh he's gosh. like walking behind her with a beer. And it's like, <laughs> just, uh, it's a sweet endearing thing to watch this little seven year old, like oh get my yelled God. at by her, uh, slightly <laughs> drunk dad. And I wouldn't be mad at being that guy. He seems pretty awesome. Oh, that guy. <laughs> you want to be Lisa Leslie? Do you? <laughs> Jeez, that sounds terrible. I like that you said it was endearing and that to me sounds terrible. And nah, she's only I seven. She's only seven. Nah, this like, guy's awesome. I love him. <laughs> I, I'm rooting for him. 
My parents were, were very good about that kind of stuff, except I always wanted a Nerf boomerang. I always wanted I don't know why <laughs> that I, I was so obsessed with boomerangs. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was something entrancing about them when I was a child. Yeah. Could never have one. Oh, yeah, no. we got a Nerf one. Yeah, we got Nerf ones. We got like a real, you know, Australian one and shit and couldn't figure wow. it out for the life of me. But it was fun. <laughs> and I had a dad who would do that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, sweet. Wow. Dads. Having dads. What's that like, guys? Having dads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Cut to commercial. Okay. Cut to commercial break. <laughs> um, so is your registry just all boomerangs? I hope so. I, I actually <laughs> haven't checked. I wasn't a good uh, helper in setting the whole thing up. So we'll find out whenever. No, yeah. The, we don't have any boomerangs on there. It, uh, but I do. Yeah, I'd like to be that kind of guy. I'd like to. Yeah. I just want to be fun active. dad. I want to fun read. cool dad. Yeah, I yeah. want to, but I want to look at your homework after you're done with it and make you change the answers so that you get good grades. Like I want to mm-hmm. do all the the things that are you're supposed to do. Yeah. Ooh, your kid will resent you then. <laughs> My mom is an English. Well, she, before she retired. But she was an English teacher. Yeah. With a master's degree, and she would fix my papers. I'd be like, I know better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you didn't. And no, she and was you totally did not. right. But a hundred percent. And I think that to your to your question, it's striking that balance, right? Of being like, yo, here's what I would suggest you would do, but I can't make you do this thing. I need to sort of allow you a level of agency to to go and fail, and then seek my uh guidance later as opposed to like my dad at times would like keep me up you know until midnight changing things until it had sort of like fit what he expected as like a quality assignment it's like i don't know big dog i don't think you (laughs) you writing this essay about catcher in the rye is truly solving my life problems right right it's so funny because it's like i still don't even know like when I meet kids, it's like, what are you supposed to be able to say? Meaning, like, what <laughs> reading level should you be at? Like, I don't know. So let alone, like, doing some kids' homework or, like, an essay where I'm like, this sound dumb. But right. that's they only 11. <laughs> but I'm like, rewrite. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be able to. No, it's just, I don't know, man. Maybe you're maybe you're not bright and we got to get you out of this school because it's embarrassing. <laughs> This is a crazy thing. Do you think all parents, like, in the same way that, like, you have, like, romantic chemistry with a partner, are there just some parents and kids who, like, they don't have any kind of, like, parental chemistry? Yes. Yeah. What do we talk about all the time? I don't mean, like, estranged <laughs> parents. I mean, No, my mom no. and I think sometimes we don't have chemistry. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think you just spend some time with people and you're like, oh, you ain't my favorite. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> vibe with you like that. Like, vibe there's love. You. There's care. I, I want you to succeed. But uh, I... Yeah, I'm not rooting for you. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) But that to me is like, that's what makes me so, that's what's so lonely sometimes. This idea that a person who made me, and also Mm. in the case of my mom, actually did raise me, right? Like, it's not like she was good. When we don't vibe, it's like, it feels very lonely. Just isolating the sense of, I'm like, if you don't get me, (laughs) and like, technically you made it. You know what I mean? I'm like, fuck. And so it's just that feeling like, you know, my mom doesn't think I'm that funny. My mom doesn't think I'm funny. Like, yeah. And it's like, well, well, do you, do you then, do you want to impress her? Are you trying to get her to laugh or are you like, whatever lady I'm over? No, I don't. I don't anymore. No, no, no. I'm not trying to make her laugh. It's if anything, I think the issue is like, 
I just kind of kind of pull it all in. Like, I don't really tell her a lot of my business. I really try to be even keeled emotionally. I have to just like psych myself up to just like, okay, what are the things that I'm allowed to say that will not get like pushback or accidentally start a fight or accidentally start right. her criticizing? So that's the negotiation. It's like just not relaxed on my end. I got you. But it's very, you know. Damn. But that's why, I don't know, I think about like, you know, I'm like becoming a parent and kind of that decision to, it's like, all right, what do I want to do out here? I get to truly start a person from scratch. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what worries me is that that I wouldn't have like for like chemistry with the with the kid. Yeah. And that then we're just like stuck with each other for eighteen years. Longer. Yeah. I, You're stuck with that kid for as long but as eighteen. Years, I, was like, I don't think you get to sever the relationship at that point. <laughs> exactly. And in this economy, uh, uh, they don't get exactly. to just leave and be out in the world alone at eighteen. So you know, exactly. kid, it, kid, it was nice raising you. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot here. Just a, a <laughs> so, firm handshake at the door, and like, good luck out there, champ. <laughs> oh my god, Andy, uh, do yeah. you think it's answer a question with dear life? Yeah. That seems like a good place for a break. We'll be right back after this. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey, y'all, wanted to pop in real quick and let you know that if you like what you hear and you want to support the show, there are a couple different ways. Most of our support comes from our wonderful Patreon community. For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes of just us mostly spilling the tea mm-hmm. and occasionally searching for crazy bread in Los Angeles, plus lots of other bonus content. We love our page pals, and we couldn't do this without you. And if you want to join, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. We also have merch, which includes Gotta Miss a Bitch and Jubu t-shirts, yeah. which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter or Insta bios. And for absolutely zero dollars, you can rate and review the show on Apple. Five stars, please. It'll only take 10 seconds and it helps us tremendously. Okay, that's it. We love you deeply. Now back to the show. And, and we're back, back with Langston Kerman, honey. Honey, honey, um, and a honey ne- to you too. <laughs> <laughs> um, we so we get questions 
all kinds of ways, honey. We're getting these DMs on Insta, DMs on Twitter, emails at CouplesTherapyPod at gmail.com. We get voicemails. I love a voicemail. If you guys want to leave us a voicemail, call 323-524-7839. You have a three-minute limit, so you have to just know what you're going to say. I love them the most, so give us a ring. Three Thanks minutes is us. generous. That's that's yeah. a long uh, time. And if you're exceeding three minutes, you got to self-reflect. You're making a mistake. Hey, guys. Um, first of all, I just want to say I love the podcast. Um, a little context for my question. I am uh, 26 years old. My partner, boyfriend, is 30. And we've been together for about um, three years now for about a year and we're at the age where a lot of our friends and our peer group are starting to get married um, if they haven't already been married and um, people are starting to ask us when we're going to get married and uh, that's something that we have talked about before and the general consensus was I have always wanted to get married I've always wanted that type of union and partnership and my boyfriend has always thought he probably wouldn't get married just because he has not had any successful marriages in his family and kind of has um, more of a negative view of marriage based on that family history. Um, however, recently in the last few months, we've been attending a lot of weddings, and he keeps bringing up uh, things like our wedding this, or when we have a wedding, we'll do it like this. And at first I thought maybe he was just, you know, having some fun playing around, but uh, looks like he's actually serious about getting married. He said, I want to marry you. Um, you know, I I do want that. Uh, but he keeps going a little bit back and forth. I'm not really sure where he stands with it. And the last thing I want to do is freak him out and think that I'm expecting anything. I'm not in a hurry to get married, but I would like to know if he is uh, has changed his mind or is on the same page as me. Um, do you have any advice on how to bring the topic of marriage up in a relationship without seeming pushy, um, stereotypically womanly pushy, or um, maybe how to talk about it in a, in a productive way, um, I guess is my question. Thank you so much um, for your help um, if you do answer this. Either way, I'll be listening, and I love you guys and appreciate the podcast so much. So thank you. Hi. Oh, my name is no. I shouldn't say my name. That goes to identifying. My name is anonymous. Okay, bye. <laughs> what a dear heart. Oh, she sounds uh, like a sweetie. I know, a real sweet gal. Um, um, postcoital. <laughs> that's when you bring it up. Sure. Um, <laughs> uh, what do you, what do you think? What do you think? I'm gonna I defer to the guys uh, if we're like playing a gender game. Sure, Alexa sounds... and I we're bros. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, man time, uh, <laughs> yeah. tools, and uh, uh, Tim Taylor. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I well, I think that men rarely bring this subject up unless it's something that they're relatively serious about. Like, I don't think that he's just, uh, I don't think he would say it if he felt like, yo, I, I completely have no intention of ever uh, committing to this person any further. I don't even know that I believe it's necessary to talk about at this point. Like, mm -hmm. I think that if she's saying, 
look, I'm I'm good right now. I'm not trying to get married anytime soon. I'm 26, which baby girl, you don't need to be nowhere near marriage at 26 years old. <laughs> no. What are you even doing? You should go to Five Guys, enjoy yourself, order all the <laughs> toppings. You can your metabolism is is still working. You ain't got to settle oh. down yet. Uh, yeah, I, I would just I would chill and just let him continue to sort of evolve into these feelings with you and for you as opposed to sort of like trying to add a definition and complicating your expectations with his new definition that he probably isn't even fully settled in in the first place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm also like, it's so weird how still even in 2021, this stuff is so gendered. Mm-hmm. It is so like, well, she has to tiptoe around it because she uh, doesn't want to scare it. She doesn't want to scare the guy that eventually he's the one who's going to have to ask. I mean, I asked you, even though we were both like on the same page and kind of had talked about it. Yeah, we had talked about it. Yeah. I'm still the one that went and got a ring and asked you. Mm-hmm. And then I, Langston, I, I'm just assuming because we all live in the same society. That was the same way it was for you. Yeah. I, I kept telling her she could ask me at any time. And uh, <laughs> she did not care for that bit. One bit. Um, and I think that's, that's patriarchy at work, Andy. And, and in a, in a more just future fellas like you and I, we won't have to suffer through the experience that we suffered through. I really like, like 20 years ago when I like discovered like feminist philosophy, I was really like, I'm like, Oh, thank God. Thank God. I'm not the one who's supposed like, I thank God. This is not like written in stone that Mm -hmm. I'm the one who's supposed to always make the first move or do this or do that. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, have giant muscles and and (laughs) implants. Naomi, if you want the imp, just say the word, let the man just tell the man if he needs to get new titty. <laughs> meat, t- titty meat. I want titty more meat. titty meat. Oh, that is not going to be the title of the episode. But um, <laughs> new titty meat with likes to Kermit. I, that's a pretty good title. I'm not even gonna lie to you. That flows. <laughs> uh, but like, I, I, I really like. I'm, I'm curious about like as now that we are opening up a little bit of that. Like you know, like at the very least, that may not be a critical mass in our society, but definitely like large swaths of our society are are like believe that like genders uh, uh is a spectrum and that there are a lot more people who are like envy or you know the, I, i'm wondering if if these things will change the expectation yes or if still in 20 years you know a someone like me who is uh, essentially an emotional coward is still <laughs> going to have to <laughs> i i think the expectations are shifting, but I don't think, I think the unfortunate thing is, is that history still exists and the documentation (laughs) of history still exists. So people are still like, well, my grandfather did it like this. And tradition Mm -hmm. says in my family, we do it like this. And so many people still value all that stuff Mm -hmm. that it it does complicate your ability to just be like, fuck it. You know, I'll be a girl who gets on one knee and in a hot air balloon and we'll do it that way. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we'll get a flash mob and make a YouTube video. Yeah, <laughs> just like it's my like, grandfather did. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I, I don't know many men who like genuinely would, uh, would be happy to have their girl flash mob them and then be <laughs> on one knee with a ring for him to wear. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I would have dug that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 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 but 
also, just also, okay, I agree with what you've both said. I agree with you, Langston. It's like, you don't have to bring it up if you're not feeling like you want to get married. It sounds like because y'all have been together, because you, you said three years, y'all been together, and you thought you knew how he felt. And I feel like maybe you were already you're like, okay, well, we're not going to, he's not the guy for marriage or something. Mm -hmm. And then as he started to say this stuff, you were like, wait, are you? And now you're trying to kind of recalibrate the yep. expectations you had. And that's what it sounds like you want to talk about. And yes. it's also something you might want to talk about with a therapist mm. or with your homegirl. Because the question is, are you feeling differently? Now that he's talking wedding, are you like, wait a minute. I oh. thought maybe you weren't a wedding guy. Right. Oh, I didn't see yeah. you that way. I didn't see you that way. Exactly. I, I was content with the life that we were potentially building. And now you're complicating it by being like, <laughs> yeah, I'll marry you. And it's like, hey, bro, I moved on. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. It's like I stopped expecting that. So maybe it's like. You know, so I wonder if that's part of this. Oh, and, yeah. And totally. then if you, and then also if you want to have a conversation, too, it's like the next time he brings it up, you know, if you guys, you know, just the two of y'all are like just joking around, just push. Just like ask a little like follow up on the question. Like whatever. If he says something, you take that opening. I wouldn't just like be like, can we sit down and talk about the potential for marriage and our future relationship? Yeah. <laughs> you can just like the next time he's making one of those jokes, you can be like, are you for real, for real? And right. or like what has what has made you suddenly feel this way? Or do and, you it. Know, do it. Yeah. Do it right now, stupid motherfucker. <laughs> Marry me. <laughs> Dumb bitch. Okay, I'm ready. You wanna go? Let's go. I don't need a dress. And <laughs> That's then... definitely how all marriages should start. As yeah. a dare. A dare. <laughs> That's romantic. So, Langston, do you have time to answer one more question with us? Let's do one more. I'm into Ooh. that. Wonderful. All right, this next question comes to us anonymous from instagram cowards <laughs> taking a strong stance immediately even before <laughs> hearing the question what would be the best way to respond to someone telling a story in which they are clearly being a huge karen especially when that person is your boss <laughs> mm. i can't really tell her off because she's my boss duh Luckily, my mask hides most of my appalled facial reactions as I nod and attempt to look sympathetic to her plight. I've had numerous instances of this recently, and I just freeze up. How should I handle these situations? Ignore it, address it, or somewhere in between? By the way, I need this job and a good recommendation letter from her in the next year or so. Thanks in advance, and love the pod. You ain't saying nothing. Yeah, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... This seems pretty straightforward. You said you needed the job. Exactly. And a recommendation. So yeah, it's not you, like you want her to like you. Yeah. yeah. You're not in any position to uh, to present morality to, <laughs> to some person who's in charge of you. Just shut the fuck up and take it. And then when you get to the new job, you tell them bad stuff about the lady that recommended you. That's accurate i have a yeah. feeling this person is either white and or like upper middle class some mm. some combination of that but wouldn't that wouldn't then they be used to just holding their feelings in no then in that in that case they're like well i should say something as opposed uh, to all yeah. of us who have had jobs where like i have to shut my fucking mouth because i need this job right I right see, i see, I see. Yeah. right like i i remember i had like the worst i i worked for a woman who was essentially just like trump like I understood the Trump administration because I worked for someone who was just like it, like the poisonousness that seeps mm -hmm. into the whole work space and all that kind of stuff. And I kept a Twitter thread about this person 
uh, and all the awful, like, racist and anti-Semitic and cra- yeah. just outright crazy shit she said. Right. Uh, and I hashtagged it shitty temp job, even uh-huh. though it lasted nine months. <laughs> and this was something you were posting. This wasn't just, like, in the drafts folder. No, no, yeah, I posted it, but, like, there was no way that they could have figured out. I mean, I guess they could have figured out if they really wanted to, but they weren't right. monitoring me. Yeah. So, um... So you vented elsewhere. Exactly. I got you. So you could just look her in the face and go, "Mm mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was like. Well, here's what I'll say to this person. Do not post a Twitter (laughs) thread. Uh, They will find you if we've learned anything from from people's choices on the internet. None of it is a secret, and they will find you, and you will not get that recommendation you so much Oh yeah, don't do that in 2021. This was 2011 when no one was doing that kind of stuff. Sure, there were eight people on Twitter, and, right, uh, exactly. and nobody knew what we were doing then. Right, but and like now we do, and they will find you. Yeah, people like right. It's like it's not even simply because again, it's not like you name the job, but it's just a world where there are enough people who have the time and inclination to find out to figure out who you're talking about. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like before, it would be like, oh, I don't know how. Huh? Other people are like, okay, look, judging by the background of that photograph. They are in a uh-huh. midtown office, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, "Fuck!" I yeah, can't no, your whole life is ruined. They're calling your mom yeah. and telling her she's a bad lady for raising you. It's just <laughs> all complicated. Don't do it. I yeah. Know. Okay. Here's a pitch. What if you got like an outdated, like it was a Tumblr, uh, or it was like Angel uh, Fire, <laughs> an Angel <laughs> yes, Fire a Geo Cities website about how terrible your boss, how much of a Karen your boss yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, spark up that uh, blackpeoplemeet.com page and just <laughs> send some messages to people. So. Oh, God. But, like, if yeah, if you need the job and you need the recommendation, you just have to suck it up. It sucks. Or you have to make a moral choice and be like, it's I should tell this person about themselves. It's it's more imp- it's, it's a bigger imperative for me to tell this woman about herself than it is yeah, for me. It, I don't think it it is that at exactly. least based on the description, she's just like, yeah, this lady's kind of annoying and doesn't right. sound like she's doing the right thing. She's right. not a monster. She just isn't great. So you could chill. I mean, what if she is, what if she's like at the, like the, the, the dog park or at the bird watching park, like talking, <laughs> like calling the cops on black men or something like that. Then I well, would then say, you should include that in the letter. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. I'm like, and, unless you have a real good one, you like, you know what I mean? It's gotta be egregious, but if it's just generally her being like, and can you believe that black girl with straight A's got a scholarship instead of my daughter? And yeah. you're just like, yeah, I do. Okay. Bye. Like All you right. just have to just be like, I'm not See in you this. tomorrow. Yeah. Exactly. See you tomorrow. It's like, literally you need the job. And if you said the mask can hide your face, because I will say that is one of my problems. Actually. I really don't know how to hide mm-hmm. it in my face. Even sure. when I'm hiding it in my face, it looks like I'm hiding it in my face. You have very, uh, very strong reactions uh, <laughs> in, in your facial expressions that, that are, it's perfect for the stage, but I imagine there's <laughs> subtlety in other parts of your life. Absolutely. So she's got a mask on. So I'm saying, hey, if you could hide that, Hedy, then you're, you're doing great. You're lucky. Well, have you guys had shitty jobs like that with like just awful bosses? And if so, what have you done like afterwards, like to just deal with like uh, play video games, drink? Like what what have you done <laughs> to kind of just like get rid of those negative feelings that built up all day? I'll be honest, I haven't had any like majorly shitty bosses. 
Like I've been very fortunate that even like the, the bosses that I've had that I didn't care for were more just dumb than they were like in any way, uh, harmful to my person. Mm -hmm. It was just sort of like, damn, I hate talking to this idiot, but otherwise (laughs) like truly like couldn't, couldn't be, you know, less more innocuous than, than they are dangerous. I've had terrible bosses. And I think for me, one of the things I think that was like when I needed comedy the most. Uh, Mm. I know one of my, like when I had like my blog for years and I would just write, I like learned basic HTML code so that I could have a word document up typing up the blog post, but then putting the code in and that could just like secretly copy and paste it onto the actual webpage. But that was something I needed to do. I remember like, well, this is the way I get out my creativity because these people are working my nerve or like I have to go do a show that night or, you know, just something. I think I also did a lot more of my own creative work. When I had a shitty job, I was like writing more just for me because that was the only way I could kind of feel like you can't take my freedom, you know, (laughs) like I just had to have like my thing. I have a voice. Exactly. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, I don't know what to do with that energy. It's just like, it's, uh, it fucking sucks. But if you need the job, you need, like, we live in a fucking capitalist hellscape. I don't know what else to do. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, either uh, be polite or move to the woods. Those are your choices. (laughs) And, uh, the woods, it turns out, is also expensive. Gotta own that. (laughs) And, uh, doesn't sound like you're in much of a position to do something about that. Yeah. You could, hey, look, find someone who owns like property in the woods. No one's around. Take the house from them. You don't have to murder them. You can keep them. You wow, know, keep them alive, keep but chained to a radiator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm that. talking about. What's that <laughs> Kathy Bates movie where she? Yep. Uh, misery. A misery yeah, moment. Snaps James Conn's foot and then uh, pretends <laughs> like she's still a fan of his work. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like you haven't wanted to do that to like a, a comic you're a fan of. Sure. Oh, <laughs> Watch yeah. out, John Mulaney. You're coming for that leg. <laughs> oh, my God. What a John Mulaney, Langston Kerman in the Misery remake? Okay, now that's a reboot. I'll allow. Oh, that's a right. reboot. Well, that. And you just like quote his bits back at him <laughs> the way she talks about his books. <laughs> just like... My father is very Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Langston. Langston. Despite I'm... the cursedness of this entire thing, it's <laughs> it's always a delight, a delight to a spend tr- an hour with you. True delight. I'm so glad that you didn't stop replying to our emails. Do you know what I mean? I'm... Like over time, and I get really anxious about it because I'll be like, "Well, I don't want to seem thirsty. I ain't thirsty. I'm fine. If you want to do my podcast, it's fine." And so I'm just glad. The fact that you guys didn't give up on me means the world to me, and uh, (laughs) I'll never give up on you. And uh, wow, wow! Don't stop believing. I believe is the next lyric in that song. I don't know, but yeah, I I genuinely. What a great time! You guys, this is beautiful, and I hope you enjoyed the app. We will see you next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.